Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What we all need to know is being brought to us by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay Baseball standing by with what we need to know. Well, Cappy, earlier today, Aerosmith announced a 40-date farewell tour. They're finally going to hang it up. Mm -hmm. The tour, which will celebrate 50 years of the rock band's hits, includes one stop at the Kia Forum on December 7th. The Black Crows are going to be their special guests. Wow. I feel like that's like, I'd go see the Black Crows before I saw Aerosmith, but you know, that's just me. Uh, The band said in a statement, quote, it's not goodbye, it's peace out. That's the name of the tour, the peace out tour. Mm -hmm. Get ready and walk this way. You're going to get the best show of our lives. Well, so, yeah. we give you the best show we can. Yeah. I mean, how old is At Steven Tyler? I mean, Steven Tyler's got to be in his 70s, well into his 70s. He, he can't be older than Mick Jagger, though, Not right? Not older than Mick Jagger, but I'm going to guess that Steven Tyler is probably at least, at least 72, 3. You know, hey, it doesn't mean he can't still rock out. I mean, I saw Stevie Nicks last summer, and at 75 years old, she killed oh, she's it. She's amazing. Um, the Black Crows, by the way are playing the Beach Life Festival in Redondo, which I want to say is next weekend. It is. And it's on Sunday night, the Black Crows play. They headline. And I'm a huge Black Crows fan. And um, I'm heading up there on Sunday of next week. By the way, Steven Tyler, 75. 75 years old. Janice huh? will be there. Oh, really? She likes the Black Crows too? She's going to be there all weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to go, but I'm going to go see the Dodgers-Padres on Saturday. I want to watch the Lakers-Warriors game on Saturday. So on Sunday, Beach Life Festival to go see the Black Crows. And December 7th, isn't December 7th a day that will live in infamy? Isn't that Pearl Harbor Day? I mean, I think it is. I I think it is, yeah. so, So, wow. So Pearl Harbor Day at the Kia Forum, Aerosmith... And I mean, not that everybody's like, oh, hey, it's uh, December 7th. It's a day of the living infamy. I'm just saying. I don't know. Maybe some people are. The date that is in my mind. But (laughs) Black Crows and and, uh, Aerosmith, I see that. So my question, though, is, you know, a lot of bands do this whole like farewell tour thing. And then they do like four of them. Do you think this is really it for them? Yeah, this is it. They're done. They're toast. Okay. Yeah. Steven Tyler's like, when I'm done with this one, peace out, Jack. That's literally what he said. The peace out tour. Yeah. You know what was great? When he had that that video, Crazy, with Alicia Silverstone and his mm-hmm. daughter, Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. Love that song. Love that video. It's a great video. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I do love Aerosmith, and I do love the Black Crows. So I'm, I'm definitely in for that show. I think that was supposed Shadano. to be an Aerosmith impression. Is that, is, that a, is that an Aerosmith song? You said Black Crows, right? Yeah, Black Crows. What song are you singing? Uh, I don't know. Whatever that. Hey, song little is. thing, let me light your candle, cause I'm on my Yes, around. Oh, oh, oh. Want to go see the Black Crows next Sunday? Not really. Beach Life Festival, Redondo. Where? Beach Life Festival. It's right down the street, and I still, I, I don't know. Maybe. Don't what day, want, what weekend is it? It's next weekend, Sunday the seventh. I want to say. Oh, the I'll be out of town for. NBA oh game. gosh. No, I'm serious. I understand. <laughs> Going to be out of town for an NBA game. Throwing out an invite. That's all. I appreciate it. I would go if uh, if I didn't if I didn't have to work. I would go. All right. Well, you do I mean, have maybe to work. hard maybe if I didn't have to go all for right. work. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. All right. Insider outsider. 
You ready? I'm very ready. Laura, give me that NBA music one more time. Beep up da beep 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 booty dee dee booty beedy beedy pa 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 Beda pa pa da pa pa da dee da do There you go. Yeah. Um all right, Cappy. All right, I'm gonna fire a bunch of you outsider. Fire, you fire questions to me, and I and we go back and forth. We ping pong. I'm, we pickleball. I'm outsider. You're insider. Yeah. I got a bunch of questions to ask the insider as the outsider. Start with this. I still don't understand it. Why did Dylan Brooks and John Morant walk outside of Crypto.com Arena on the sidewalk of downtown LA on Friday night? There's a tunnel where they could have left the arena and nobody could have gotten to them. Yeah. There's a bus. There's uh, SUVs. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, there's got to be a team vehicle. Why are these two guys out on the streets? That seemed kind of dangerous to me, frankly. Perhaps, but I think more it was just like, hey, we're just going to show you how real we are. We're just real people. We're going to walk with the people. Oh, really? Yeah. I think of it more. Maybe of I'm like, wrong, but yeah. that's how I viewed it. I think it more of like a Game of Thrones walk of shame. Oh, maybe shame, shame. Yeah. And then in this case, the walk of shame was somebody going na 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 na. Hey hey hey. Goodbye. Yeah. And John Morant was sitting there singing it like, yeah, dude. You guys need to grow up. And then there was one guy who asked him when the the best strip club or something like that. I heard that in yes, the video too. Saw that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You guys got to grow up. You guys do a lot of talking. A lot of wannabe tough guy stuff, and um, got to focus in, become a professional. All right, what's next, outsider? What do you got? I'm watching this Philadelphia Boston game. It's tied right now, 87 apiece at the end of three. Will James Harden end this narrative that he is a postseason failure? Okay, this series could go a long way in determining that. First of all, here's what. There's a lot riding on this series, in my opinion. A, there's the James Harden narrative, right, which is clear. B, the next thing is there's this opinion out there that if Philly flops, James Harden's going to bolt back to Houston because he just loves living in Houston. That's where the strip clubs are. There are, uh, allegedly, there is a uh, gentleman's club there with his jersey in the rafters, mm -hmm. okay? Um, I've never been, so I don't know. Uh, to said strip club, maybe one day I'll take a reconnaissance tour for it. Yeah. You know? Uh, but, and that, they, then that would mean that some people would take it even a step further and say, well, maybe even Joel Embiid would leave in that scenario, ask out, because who, who would he be playing with at that point? So this is a big series for a lot of reasons, but that James Harden one is, is real. And look, in that first round series, even though they won easily, there was a couple three of 10 stinkers in there, like. He just, for whatever reason, um, his game doesn't translate the same way in the postseason. I think a lot of it is because he depends on the officials to make calls. And in the postseason, you have the more veteran guys who aren't going to fall for some of the histrionics that he possesses when he's trying to get to the basket. Joel Embiid, let me just tell you something. Mm -hmm. That is damaged goods, buddy. Oh, I don't know about that. That guy might be the MVP. Might be, but he's also seemingly like on the verge of being hurt like where he can't play at all. He's just so big and like clunky yeah, and heavy. It's tough for big men. All right, here's another That's question. That's why I tell you to have compassion for Anthony Davis. Or go to hell. Outsider, insider. Mm -hmm. Will Draymond Green get ejected at some point in this series <laughs> no. against the Lakers? No, I don't I don't believe so. I, I think that Draymond has learned his lesson after the first round series against Sacramento. I think there's a an immense amount of respect between Draymond and LeBron. 
and and Anthony Davis for that matter. So I I don't I don't foresee that happening in this series. I mean, I could be, clearly be wrong. You but. don't see Draymond stomping on LeBron's rib cage. <laughs> no, I don't. you don't see Draymond hitting LeBron in, in the ding the, ding in the crown jewels. No, mm. I don't. I All don't right. see that. All right. I oh. think they've they've grown from their time when he kicked them in the ding ding, right, Linz? I feel like they're good friends now. Yeah, they're and like this might be kind of like disappointing when it comes to like that whole rivalry thing. Well, I think that Draymond is friend I think they're friends off the floor and I think that they're frenemies on the floor. Yeah. Aww. I also think he he wants to play with them next year. The frenemies. Winter, so. mm. You familiar with the phrase frenemies? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I don't use it. But All it's right. a real thing. Here's an outsider insider. Yeah. That's like, do you think us and Mason in Ireland, you and me and Mason in Ireland, our crew and their crew, we're like frenemies? Do you guys on think the we're frenemies? Do you guys think we are? I think so. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I think Maybe we are. More... So we're not real friends. We're just, we're. I mean, outside, outside these walls. Okay, but. We're friends. But inside these walls? We could be frenemies. I mean, I came in here and literally picked on Mason for 10 minutes. You did do that. Yeah. It was funny, though. All right, I mean, let me ask Andy you... Kamenetsky was just was riding that one too Andy he, he was rolling Andy Kamenetsky's a good guy to have in studio yeah because he's the kind of listener that on the outside is laughing at pretty much everything we're saying yeah so to have him here yeah it's very good it's like yeah. instant gratification yeah uh outsider insider yeah are the Knicks fans the most obnoxious fans <laughs> this is a loaded question in the I... entire NBA I... Mr. Heat um I look I've always this is not new I've said this before that I think they're the most delusional fan base there is but honestly it's also what is part of what makes the NBA great is their delusion. Um, I think that their enthusiasm is hilarious because, I, I mean, I get it. Their team has been pretty crappy for the last 20 years for the most part. So I, I understand just kind of the pent-up frustration. We talk about it a lot with, like, the Kings, right? How 16 years are not making the playoffs. Now, the Knicks don't have that because they've made the playoffs here and there. But it's still a lot of pent-up frustration. Right, but it's also millions of people flooding oh. the streets. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, as if they've just won Game 7 right. of the NBA it's Finals. It's delusional. Next yes. in three! I wouldn't say obnoxious. Obnoxious is probably a step too far. I disagree. I think that's a... But delusional for sure. Obnoxious But their it. delusion brings me great joy because yeah. it's hilarious to watch. I know last year when the Padres beat the Dodgers in the playoffs and yeah. everybody laughed at San Diego fans and they were like, look at these guys. They're celebrating like they just won Game 7 of the World Series. Yeah, but look at the Knicks fans. Yeah. I mean, the Knicks fans are acting like they've already won the finals. Right, and then they got... And then it's funny, I was watching all these, like, Knicks um, videos of, like, people who cover the team and bloggers and, like, different people who love the Knicks or whatever, and they're posting their stuff on social media, their content, and they're all just befuddled. Like, how did this happen? How did we lose to a team that shot 42% only 33 from three? And I'm just like, because your team's not that good. And because their coach is the best coach in the NBA, and yours is good, but not that good. Did you see the ones when they were like, Yo, Donovan Mitchell, I bet you wish you came to the Knicks now, buddy. Like, shut up. I mean, he's probably going there anyway. He's Exactly, exactly. So, like, just let us, you know, whatever. All right, here's my last one. I saved my, <laughs> I saved my favorite question. Okay, go, 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 yeah. Last. Yeah, yeah, please. Would you agree that it's true that Pero el Sol de Piar Caliente ma que el de Phoenix Ella lo sabe. Si. 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 You do agree. I mean, yeah. You concur with that. Yeah. I mean, that according to Bad Bunny, I don't know. Very. Yeah. Now, I have also been both, I have seen El Sol de PR, de Puerto Rico, y El Sol de Phoenix. Uh Uh-huh. Los dos son muy caliente. Muy caliente. Diferente. El caliente es diferente. Es muy diferente. Sí. Uno es más húmedo. Sí. Húmedo, perdón. Sí. Y el otro... 
Es bien seco. Sí, bien seco. Bien seco. Phoenix, bien seco. Bien seco. Puerto Rico. Muy húmedo. Muy húmedo. Yeah. Sí. Yeah. Sí. All right. So, so it's like hot and steamy. Right. As opposed to dry. You know, so I think that's what Bad Bunny was saying. So while I would agree, if that's what Bad Bunny's alluding to, yes, I would say that that's accurate. I know a lot of times I walk into this building here in downtown L.A., right here in L.A. Live, and the security team downstairs sees me, and they refer to me now as Bad Cappy. That's why they, <laughs> that's why they call me Bad Cappy. Yeah. We're going to find out if we get good AD in the next series. Let's get to that coming up. We're back in two minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's a good chicken sandwich. Yeah? Yeah. I know I- uh, Avocado, a little yeah. arugula. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I know I had a couple of, uh, I had a protein shake early this morning. Me too. Because I had a, I'll tell you guys something really quick. You know, you talk about LeBron, 38 years old, and people are like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Oh my God, he's 38 and he's still playing at this level. And I got to be honest with you, like, I'm not that impressed. Oh, stop. I'm impressed. That, is, that is a hot take <laughs> if I ever heard one, No, Cap. here's, buddy, let me explain what I mean. Here's, here's what I mean. LeBron James is a completely unique individual. There are very, very few players that can ever get anywhere near the success and the longevity that LeBron James has enjoyed in his career. The reason he's been able to do that is because first he was a phenom as a young kid, but more than anything, he's been as professional as any athlete that we've ever seen. Like in generations past, you know, Walter Payton had this reputation for training in a way that nobody else in NFL football was doing back then. Jerry Rice had a similar reputation. You know, LeBron James is a guy who has taken what he eats, how he trains, how he does his business with his body. He's taken it to a level that no one has ever really seen before. You know, and that's why he's able to, at 38 years old, still be this good. How does this relate to you again? Okay, so here's the deal. Thank you for that, George. I appreciate that. So um, I will tell you, though, it's hard to admit, but as we do get older, it is much harder to recover. This weekend, I decided, you know what? I got to get myself back into some kind of running shape. I've only run one time in 2023. It was a 10K on Super Bowl Sunday. One time I've run the entire year. Have you run it all this year? Have you picked up a pace faster than just a walk? I did to get this sandwich. You did, did you? Yeah, I ran really fast. Yeah, how you feeling? I'm okay. You're gonna have you're gonna be able to recover by tomorrow? Yeah, yeah okay. I'm fine. Yeah. 
So on Saturday Actually, afternoon, if there's anything, I'll tell you a story later that I needed to recover from yesterday, too. So on Saturday afternoon, I decide, you know what? I'm going out for a run. I'm going to do this. So I go out for a very, very slow jog. I mean really slow. Kind of slow where I'm just sort of breathing in my nose and out through my mouth and I'm taking it easy. I'm never really, really stressing my heart, et cetera, et cetera. I'm telling you right now, this was Saturday afternoon. I'm still having a hard time walking today. Today's Monday. Okay? Wow. I didn't stretch. I didn't have like protein shakes thereafter. So how, so how are you not impressed with LeBron though? I don't understand no, that No, I part. am. This is what I'm saying. Oh, because it sounded like you said you weren't. No, no, no. You what I'm saying, say you but, weren't. But what I'm saying is, is that what LeBron- Because he's got like a team and he, trainers. And, and he takes care of himself. Right. You don't. That's my point. Right. Ex- thank you for being such an astute listener. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. What LeBron is doing, not everybody could do. Okay, but not everybody has the discipline to do what he does. However, so I'm not impressed. The 38 part of it doesn't do anything for me. However, yeah, think of all the guys that are near his level because there are some elite athletes that are past their prime in this world, has been, is, whatever, and none of them are doing the same thing that LeBron does. Because LeBron was a phenom of a player and then combined it with professional maintenance of his body. And there's nobody else who can do it quite the way he does. I'll I mean, just say this though, Cap. Yeah. Rethink this once you see, like, once the the Lakers title run, which, by the way, I bet my brother yesterday fifty bucks that they're winning the West. Okay. Um. Once their title run comes to an end, then you look back on it and you still feel the same way. Then, then we can talk about it. All, all I'm saying is this: that I'm out of shape. I didn't do anything that I could have done to help myself after this very short slow four and a half mile run okay i didn't have a protein shake i didn't have amino acid pills i didn't stretch properly i didn't do anything and i'm still hurting lebron at 38 years old gets done with a game and does everything and then some to get his body back together again if i had lebron's team i'd be doing it too yeah but he's still hurting <laughs> it's not like he's not hurting cap of course he's not hurting he's but like, you're putting aquifer on after doing that rant right because i mean again He's walking out of there with the, the ice packs on his knees, Cap. I know, so am I. Okay. But I'm not doing it religiously like LeBron is. Well, he'll be putting on ice packs for, I believe, seven games in this series because I think this one's going the distance. And I told you earlier there are a couple things I that need to happen. AAD has to be, and we've talked about this repeatedly, I mean, he has to have an all-time series, I think, to win this thing because this team is not Memphis, okay? Secondly, they need to... Make sure Steph has to defend and let him have him waste energy on that side because I think that can potentially maybe affect him a little bit on the offensive side. And just by the way, how do you how do you do that? In other words, when you say I'm going to force you gotta, you gotta, Steph you gotta, to you defend, you got to force switches onto him. Yeah, in the pick and roll, you got to okay. force him to switch. Okay, call up his defender, call up his guy to set the screen and switch. And if they fight through the screen, so be it. Keep calling his number. Okay. Until All right. so you can for, get a chance. Force them to defend. Okay, good. Good And answer. then the other thing that worries me in this series is the Warriors, the, the Lakers' lack of transition defense. That has been a case all season. That was the case even in this Memphis series, that in transition, as great as their defense is, that's their one kryptonite. Here's the other thing that worries me that I didn't mention earlier. Okay, let me hear this. Because you were talking about the others, right? Mm-hmm. You know, your one your one one two theory. My one one two theory is yeah. AD's got to win you a game, yeah. LeBron's got to win you a game, and then your team has to win you two games. 
your team. It could be Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. It, it could be D'Angelo Russell. It could be some combination on a night. Your team has to win you two games. Okay. The worry here is that D'Angelo Russell, I'm curious to see how this goes. I don't know how it's going to go. So I'm not going to predict anything. By the way, Philly has tied the game again against Boston with 7.35 to go at 96. Without Joel Embiid tonight in Boston. James Harden has been fantastic, actually. All right, come back. Focus. Okay, I'm just war- I'm giving people an update. I appreciate that, but All your right. ADD is killing me right now. It's not ADD. It's this is what's happening when there's live games on the radio. No, you I have understand. To, you have to switch. Yeah. I can. I was coming back. Come back to me. D'Angelo Russell. I don't know if it's gonna. I'm curious to see how it works as the season as the series progresses. But the Warriors know him. They know him inside and out. How long was he there in Golden? Not State? that long, mm-hmm. but long enough where they know him. Okay, and they traded him for Andrew Wiggins. Okay. They know his strengths. They know his weaknesses. And I'm curious to see what kind of series he has. And so when you talk about the others, that that's the type of stuff that I see. You, one more thing that worries me. You know I love Coach Ham. Uh-oh, here we go. Coach Hamong. I love Coach Ham, but I'm about to tell you he ain't very good. Steve Kerr, there's a big gap between those two guys. And that's not a knock. That's, that's just, just reality. A, that's experience. Yeah, that's reality. Yeah, I mean, There's a big gap there. This is not Steve Kerr's first year as a head coach in the NBA. Correct. Steve Kerr's got four titles as a head coach in the NBA. Correct. Not to mention all the titles that he's got as a player. Correct. Having been around Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan and everything else. At, at, and that is, So it's an unfair thing to put him through, but that's the reality of what he's facing is he's a rookie head coach who's going to make rookie mistakes and they are going to have to find a way to get past that. And that's going to be a challenge, too, at times, I think. Well, so those are just kind of my things as I look at this series that I think uh, are important for the Lakers to deal with or overcome or excel at, et cetera. Well, let's just go back to Friday for a quick minute here, everybody. Yeah. So going into Friday's game, okay, mm-hmm. which ultimately was game six, the deciding game, and the Lakers won by 40 points. Right. If you can recall, did you feel good going into Friday's game? Were you confident that the Lakers were going to win that game? Were you yeah. confident they were going to win that game? I thought it'd be closer than 40, but yeah, but I thought they'd win. I was not feeling very good about Friday's game. I mean, game I ended the show screaming the Lakers are going to win the damn game. And I ended the show screaming that it better be somebody not named Anthony Davis or LeBron James that steps up, and it turned out to be D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. I'm being honest, I was not overly confident going into the game on Friday. Going into this series, given that the Warriors are the defending champions, given that they are a dynasty organization, given all the things you just talked about, this is why the Warriors are the favorites to win this series. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Lakers, and I know this sounds strange because it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis and it's the Lakers team, but they are playing with house money, aren't they? When, when you're 2-10 and 10 and you're, you're, you're not predicted to make the playoffs, when you're at the midway point of the season and no one thinks that you can even make it to the play-in, when you are sitting there in the 12 seed for most of the year, what they've been able to do here at the end of the season has been nothing short of amazing. James Harden, by the way, nothing short and amazing right now as he's just given Philly a two-point lead with a big step-back three, 535 to go in the game. All I'm saying is this is that if I'm the Lakers, I let it go, man. I let it all go. We Nobody thought we'd be here. Everybody knows we got a rookie coach. Everyone knows the disadvantage that we're under because of the age of our team, the injuries that we've dealt with, et cetera. Dude, you just got to let it fly. You <laughs> Seriously, you do. You can't play with any kind of pressure of any kind. You, you, you're playing with house money. I just love the, anal- the, the, the cliche analogy you just use, it. let it fly. Just let it rip. Yeah. 
You know? Yeah. I but, mean, yeah, sure. But I want to see, because if we get what we want as sports fans, yeah. is we get it back and forth, seven And I think game, that's what we're getting. Two weeks yeah. worth of a series. Again, this thing's going to start tomorrow, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. We'll get to game four on Monday. I mean, can we all, this thing's not going four, this thing's going five, seven. six, seven. Yeah. Right. You're going to get Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday this week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday the following week. You got two weeks of LeBron versus Steph. And enjoy it because, you know, you don't know if you're ever going to get it again. Enjoy it like as if you're never going to get it again because you're never going to get it again. The likelihood of you seeing Steph Curry versus LeBron James head-to-head in the postseason ever again beyond this year, the numbers are minute. Yeah. Could, but not likely. Yeah. So enjoy this, George. Oh, I'm going to enjoy it. Are you going to enjoy it? I am going to love this. Cherish every moment. Uh, All right, Cappy. Big deal or no deal? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, you take it away. Thanks, Sedano. That was a good one, huh? All right, guys, so this is a great question since you, uh, especially for you, Sedano the Traveler. A video of two women loudly playing music on a crowded flight has gone viral, sparking outrage on Twitter. In the clip, both women can be seen sitting in their seats and moving their heads to the music. You know, it's playing all loud, they're jamming out. Two passengers at the end of the row have their hands over their ears, and another is gesturing to indicate that she wants the music turned off. Well, one of the women put up her middle finger and said, bleep you. Hmm. Is it a big deal or no deal to listen to your device on a plane at full volume? It is a big deal. They literally, on flights that I'm on, will tell you to if you're going to listen to your device to make sure you have headphones on. But they say it at the beginning, and then I feel like they don't reinforce it throughout I, the flight. Um, I, I don't know. I've never been in a situation where someone is like openly listening to something on their phone for a long period of time, oh, other have. than like five seconds or oh, something. Oh, no. I, dis- I have. I have yeah. I've never yeah. dealt with that. Let me tell you something. Well, it doesn't happen in first class, George. Um, that's true. Good point. <laughs> I don't always fly in first class. I'm not in first class, and that's never happened. Oh, I've seen it happen many times. I have, too. Where 
people are using their external speaker on their phone. So, you know, guy gets on a plane or girl has their phone, doesn't have earbuds. Okay, not everybody has them, right? Um, Doesn't have the plug-in ones that come, you know, with your phone. Okay, they don't have them. But they want to watch a movie on a plane, and so they're watching something with their external speaker on. That is the most self-centered, self-absorbed move. It really screams of, I don't care that anybody else around me is... uh, that this intrudes on anybody. And it also screams of, Oh, I didn't know that I was bothering you because I only think about me. Here's a good question to follow that up with. What do mm. you do if there's a kid? Cause I feel like that's happened to me probably more times than adults. When Tell there's the a, t- a kid. No, nah, man, listen, I travel with two kids all the time, two little kids. Okay. They got to have headphones. My literally my wife, if their headphones are, are busted, like she will listen. She'll test them before we go a couple days before we go. And if not, she'll order them on Amazon and they'll be there. You know, you can order headphones cheap as hell now. But Plus if they hand is, them out too on the flight these days. Right. right. They also have those. Yeah. Correct. But people, yes. people who speak on their cell phones on speakerphone <laughs> like in, in the public grocery store. Right, and people who play music or videos on their external speaker of their phone are people that are inconsiderate a-holes. Wow. Should they go to hell? They should. Okay. They should go with all those people that weren't compassionate towards Anthony Davis's foot injury. There you go. Oh, that was the wrong one. I, I got to put the right one on there. Sorry. Next one here. Viewership. <laughs> there. That's much better. <laughs> uh, that's a really weird one. Uh, viewership of the first round of the NFL draft was up 11% over last year. The league announced on Friday uh, an average of 11.5 million viewers watched the draft on TV and digital platforms. Mm-hmm. The average was 10.3 million in 2022. The total audience was 34.2 million, up from the 32.8 million who watched the year before. Obviously, this was probably because of the uh, quarterback heavy draft class. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the three of the top four. Picks were quarterbacks, including Bryce Young, who went number one overall. And who was a former Heisman Trophy winner, so people were familiar with Mm -hmm, him. mm -hmm, Exactly. So is this a big deal or no deal? Cappy, you go first. I kind of think it is a big deal. Um, I know I I saw a stat that over the three days of coverage, there were over 50 million viewers to the NFL draft. Now, that's an insane number of viewers for what is a non-sporting event sports television presentation. More than the NBA Finals, more than the World Series, by a lot. People love the draft. And I know that for me this year, like I was less into the first round, but I'll tell you guys, Saturday afternoon, I sat around all day and I watched like the entire seventh round. When the Rams picked the punter from Wingate, I was like, hell yeah. I don't know why, but I, I love the TV show that is the draft. By the way, side note here, um, did you guys see who the Browns drafted from Ohio State? That guy who was like, he's like seven feet tall and 400 pounds. He's like a no. giant. No, didn't see it. Yes. Uh, what's his name? Um, Andre the Giant? Pretty much. Dewad Jones. Dewad? Dewand Jones, yeah. Dewand? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because if my man's name was Dewad, I mean, that's... <sighs> Dewand. All right, what is the issue with him? <laughs> I was just saying he's huge. What's his problem? He's, he's six foot eight yeah. and like four hundred pounds. And what okay. positions that he is play? a big man. Offensive tackle. Tackle. Yeah. Mm. He's a big guy. And big he played fella, basketball huh? too in high school. Like he wanted to be the next Shaq. Like he's he's he can move. Big fella can move. All right. 
Uh, very, very impressed with that. Anyway, uh, next one. Last season, MLB introduced those in-game interviews during national, nationally televised games, and the reviews were universally positive. But naturally, players were initially hesitant to accommodate the distraction, but mm-hmm. it turns out there was a nice monetary incentive. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Players I know were this. paid for being interviewed in That's the game, huh? That's correct. Huh. According to the New York Post, Andrew Marchand, mm-hmm. uh, players such as Aaron Judge, uh, Martin Maldonado, probably Mookie Betts, they were paid $10,000 wow. per in-game interview. Wow. And the money did not come from ESPN, Fox, TBS, Apple, or Peacock. Instead, it actually came from the Players Association. So wow. I feel like that's very interesting, but is it a big deal or no deal? Um, I feel like we did this story once. Did we not? I don't feel like we did. No, I, this is the first I've heard of it, and this is the first that I could see that it was reported widely. That they're paying the players to do the interviews? Yeah. But that the Players Association is yes. paying them. Yeah, we did this story. Well, I must have been off that day. But, Me too. I wasn't know. here. And, it's, it. and it was also presented as if it's new information. I've never heard it before. Yeah, yeah. This is like a, a couple weeks old. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, I, I knew this. Um, I think it's, look, I don't have a problem with baseball paying them as long as the rights holder doesn't have to pay any more money. They're already paying enough, in my opinion. I have no issue with it. Um, if it was the rights holder, maybe I'd have a bigger issue. But I feel like my, my just my initial thought is, so let me get this straight. Um, you wouldn't do it unless we pay you? Kind of. So you will Well, I don't know if that's the case. You may be jumping to that well, conclusion. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Because a lot of guys did it last year without getting paid. Oh, really? Well, they had to agree to it. Well, right. Sunday Night Baseball last year, a lot of guys got mic'd up and didn't get paid for it. Oh, According to this okay. story, they're, they're well, saying they were that la- they well, were last year. Okay. For several seasons, they've been doing this thing on Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah. And I, I, definitely the first year they weren't getting paid. Mm. So I'll, I I will not do it. I, I'm going to focus on the game because last year was not the first year that they did this. All right, they, but I'm just I'm they just, mic'd up players for a couple of seasons in my if I recall correctly. But I want to focus on the game. And by the way, in the NBA, you inter- we interview players in game. Yeah, no, it's fine. And listen, I'm, we all as viewers like it. You know, listen, they don't do it in the NFL necessarily, but. We'd like to see more access. That's why when you see these XFL games or these USFL games and they've got more access on the side, you're like, I wish the NFL would do that. But I'll just say that um, if I'm a player and I want to focus on the game, I can't do an interview. Well, we'll give you $10,000. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't need to focus as much. I'm out but right field. But it's not field. an interview. You're, doing the, you're wired. You're mic'd up the whole game and they're talking to you the whole game. They're talking to you the whole game? Yeah. Haven't you watched Sunday Night Baseball? I mean, like the whole game, like your mic is hot the entire game. Well, they can, or they can just go to you. Yeah. Mm. They can just go to you and be like, you know, Mookie, what's up, man? Like in the middle of the game, they talk to you throughout the entire game. Hmm. So I'm, I'm reading the story that Andrew Martian wrote, and he said that they started dipping their toes with some experimentation in 2020. And it wasn't until they did the most recent um, MLBPA, the collective bargaining agreement, that they, they agreed to this iteration of it, I guess, of where they're doing, they call them uh, in-game feature segments where players are mic'd up. And they said that a lot of players were hesitant to do the interviews, and that's why they introduced the payment. And also, I think that you might have done this on like um, Around the Horn or something. No, we did no not it was in this studio. None of us remember it. Uh, then maybe it was when I was sitting in on Mason in Ireland the probably. day that John's thing crapped out that's a couple weeks ago. Was. That's probably what But I definitely talked about it in this studio. Because I remember that. Do you remember sitting over here or over there? Do you recall? I don't remember that part. Okay, you don't know that level of detail. All right, there is still reasonable doubt, Lindsay, that we did not talk about this. I know we I didn't. I don't remember talking not about it. Not this show, not this show. Then it yeah. was on Mason and Ireland. There you go. Well, the, the New York Post just wrote the story about it today, so that's all. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think it's interesting. 
Would you do it for 10K? Me, yeah. Yeah. Is that is that a lot of money though to one of those guys? Probably not. Probably but it's not. Wor- it's worth enough just for one game to just. Uh... Well, and if, also if if it comes from the Major League Baseball Players Association, like, hey, this is good for us. Do this, then you're like, okay. Versus, hey, this comes from the network, and I'm doing something that's good for them. I feel like that's the thing that's interesting to me is like it's not Major League Baseball and it's not the network. It's the Players Association. That's what's weird about it. Well, I think that the Players Association would like to show off that they got a lot of really great players with good personalities. Yeah, it's Mm kind of like a commercial. You're right, Cap. Wow, that's twice in one show. God, that feels good. Aw, bask in it, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's so rare, you know? Exactly. (laughs) Take it all in, Cappy. Take it all in. No. All right, what's next? That's it for Big Deal or No Deal. That's Laura, it. You got one? For Big Deal or No Deal. No, I don't have one. Uh, was but that, was I, that Casey Kasem or like a... In, you know, no, that was just like random like talk show. radio announcer voice yeah, guy? we're getting wacky. <laughs> <laughs> you two are getting wacky. Yeah. Yeah. By the you, way, somebody on Twitter like uh, posted a poll about who had the the best like weird impersonation voice. You and me in Ireland, him and his my wacky radio announcer voice, and then Ireland's old man voice were tied. And Ireland was kind of upset. He about does that. this thing all the time. No, he does that thing yours. like that all the time. Yes, he does. Hi, that thing that he does all the time. Yes. I feel like most guys can do that, right? Yeah, I, I was gonna say most guys can do that. <laughs> sure is but- wacky. But what she does, I, yeah. Lindsay sounds like a Simpsons character when she does it. <laughs> I, I kind of sound like a Simpsons character just in general. Lindsay, That's you fair, might, too. Yeah, I You might become do. a voiceover actor. You're like oh, Lisa yeah, Simpson of this show. I, I do. I feel like someone has told me that before. You're like the Lisa Simpson of this show. You wouldn't get that because you've never watched <laughs> yep, The Simpsons in the 25 years they've been on I've TV. I've never watched one episode of The Simpsons. The closest thing I've come is seeing a Butterfinger commercial my with shorts, Bart Simpson. Yeah. Dude. Like, that's it. I don't, I don't watch The Simpsons. Never did. Don't watch much cartoons anymore. You know, like back in the old school, Scooby-Doo, cartoons. Yeah, Saturday morning. Bananas in Pajamas was my jam. Yeah, that was. That was a good show. Bananas in Pajamas. Yeah, that was my thing. You have no idea, huh? No, I'm a little too old for that one. No, you're too young for it. I'm too old? No, I'm I'm too young? Wait, yeah, I'm too old. Yes, I was joking. I was trying to make you feel good. No, it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's something weird. James Harden just gave the Sixers a lead with eight seconds to go. Cappy and I were watching it. He got the switch on Al Horford after the Celtics took a one-point lead with Jason Tatum at the free throw line, drained a three-pointer. They have a two-point lead, eight seconds to go. Celtics call timeout. Sixers trying to steal game one in Boston without Joel Embiid. What a shot by Harden because he's he's matched up one-on-one. 
And you kind of figure he's going to take the shot, but... Okay, like, here, we, here we go. 8.4 seconds, Boston to inbound, across from the Philly bench. They give it to Marcus Smart. He turns it over! They call, Oh, they blew a whistle! What? Who was the whistle on? Oh, they're saying it was out of bounds on Boston. I can't tell without any volume. I don't know. I feel like they called a foul. Did they not? Hold on. Let's see. So Tatum? No, it was Marcus Smart. He tried no, to dump it no, off to Tatum. No. That's. Ooh, oh, no. Oh. Paul Reed touched it on the way out of bounds for Philly. Now four seconds to go. Boston should have the ball. It looks like Celtics touched it last. It, it did. I think they're going to review that one. Oh, no, Reed, they're going to say Reed had possession, and they're going to say he got fouled by Tatum. So if Reed is going to the free throw line to extend the Philly lead, he does that with 4.6 seconds to go. Three-point game now, Philly with the lead. Wow. So Marcus Smart almost turned it over. Well, did turn it over because he tried to get it to Tatum on a dish. It went right through Tatum's hands. The pass wasn't great. Reed got it and then got fouled by Tatum. He's at the free throw line. Reed is playing for Embiid today. Second free throw is good. Four-point lead, 4.6 seconds to go. Boston with the inbounds. DeMarcus Smart, he shoots from three from the right wing. No good. Rebound Philly. The game is over. The Sixers have stunned Boston in game one without Joel Embiid. 119 to 115. James Harden. Southern California's own put Philly on his back and led them to a victory, a game one victory. And now the Sixers have stolen home court advantage against the Boston Celtics. The Celtics crowd is absolutely stunned. 45 points for James Harden ties his playoff career high. I would love to see Boston get knocked out in this round and have Boston sports fans just licking their wounds that their Bruins, the Bees, get knocked out in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs in round one as a one seed with the best record that the NHL has ever seen and to have Philadelphia without Joel Embiid possibly beat Boston would be a great story. Wow, what a night for Harden. 17 of 30, 45 points, and to be isolated like that and to still find a way to create your shot and drain it? Damn impressive, Philadelphia. Without Embiid, damn impressive. Wow. Did not think I was going to see that tonight. I wish we were on the air when Harden hit that shot. I was going nuts. Well, more nuts than you just went? Yeah, way more nuts. You heard me. I mean, you are like calling the game like as if you're sitting courtside. There's so much excitement emanating from you right now. Oh, I loved it. I loved every second of that win. That was cool. That was good. Good win for Philadelphia. And good for Harden. We were just talking about the narrative. talked about it during the outsider-insider. I mean, there's still a long way to go. It's just one game. No, but that's a big shot on the road like that without Embiid being the leader that your team needs you to be. That's impressive. Unfortunately for him, though, he's had those games before, and then people still like, oh, but he has the clunker in Game 7. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Um, All right, well, catch your breath, kid. Yeah, that was cool. Hey, um, aren't you excited for playoff basketball? Aren't you happy you like basketball now? That was exciting. That I give you. That was exciting. All right, let me have a second here. Dealer's choice. You ready? Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. We got five minutes. That's right. Here's dealer's choice. Laura, I want to hear from you this weekend. Okay. I know you were down in Orange County. I was. At Solita. I was. Now, on Friday of this week, the whole mishbucha. Travis and Sliwa, Mason and Ireland, the entire Sedano and Cap show, like we're all going to be at this restaurant and bar 
in Orange County called Solita, where we're going to have Cinco de Mayo. And then I can tell you this, when the Cinco de Mayo party is over, uh, we're going to be giving away Angels tickets, and then people are going to be able to go to the Angels game, should you want to go, and I and everybody from the station is going to come over. Oh, you're going? Yeah, I'm going to go to the Angels game afterwards and go hang out with all the listeners that we give tickets to. Dope. Yeah, it's going to be dope AF. Yeah. So how was Solita? Because I've never been there yet. So I had been there before. I liked it. The food is good. It's decently priced. The margaritas were good. Janice had a paloma. Um, the vibe was really nice. I mean, the and it's not because we have, I mean, like I said, I've been there before. I actually love their menus. I'm weird about that. Like when uh, restaurants have really pretty menus, they have a dope menu. And I judge a Mexican restaurant by their chile. Like if you don't have good chile, that's a problem. Yeah. Like a huge problem yeah. for me. Then we got to have some problems. No. The chile was bomb AF. Like the one that they, because they give you like the chips, you know, like the typical chips. Yeah. But they also give you... Um, like those Mexican chips that you buy at the little carritos. Some people call them chicharrones, but the chile was so good. Like we dumped it in our soup. Really? Like we were. Did you guys have some albo dangas? No, no, we had a chicken soup. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. We were uh, trying to be light. You know? I ordered. I ordered for some albo dangas. By the way, for Ireland Friday. just texted me about that game. What he said? I don't know if he was listening on the app or something, but did he say great he call? Just said wow. Yeah. What a crazy ending. It was a crazy ending. Yeah. All right. So the reason I bring it up is this. Look. Um, we don't get a chance to do that many live broadcasts, particularly in Orange County. So I just want to say to everybody that's listening here this evening, if you want to head south, very cool. If you're in Orange County, if you're in the midpoint, we'll look forward to seeing you guys there on Friday. If you're even a little further south than Orange County and you want to come up, I know the train has got problems in San Clemente and the cliffs and everything. But Friday is going to be a great time, George. And this is probably the only time we'll get a chance to be out and about before the Mandy's. And if you're going to try and win a pair of tickets to the Mandy's because you haven't gotten any and it got sold out, we're giving away Mandy's tickets at Solita on Friday for Cinco de Mayo. Now, will you stick around and have un margarita? Uno, sí. Sí? Uno, un margarita. I mean, I'm more, I'm not a margarita kind of guy. No? I'm more of a on the rocks kind of guy. Okay, on the rocks. Hey. Give me like, like just some reposado, maybe some añejo, like big rock, and I'm good. I don't yeah. need the sugar and all the stuff mixed in. Just give it to me for real. I wonder if at Solita they could do for me what I really, really love, my favorite, Uh-oh. which is a sangrita. You know what a sangrita is? Sangria, sangria with margarita? No, sir. No, sir. A sangrita. A ver, dime. Okay, so a sangrita is a shot of tequila, Uh and then next to it is like a shot of kind of like tomato juicy kind of stuff. So then you sip on your tequila, and then you sip on your juice-ish stuff. Sangrita. Si. Pinkies up. Oh, you got to have the pinkies up. Oh, for sure you got to have the pinkies up, for sure. So, hey, look, all I'm doing is this. I'm using dealer's choice here this evening to make mention of... Our big Cinco de Mayo party, that's this Friday, at Solita in Orange County. Can you can you not anglicize that? Which part? Solita. And Cinco, Cinco, de, Cinco, Cinco de, de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. That's right. Cinco about, de Mayo. About, ready, ready? Yeah. Cinco. Cinco. De Mayo. De Mayo. There you go. But now you... Hay dos míos. <laughs> Hay dos tíos. 
Laura, where are you going tonight that you're all dressed up by? Yeah, what's up, girl? No all made way. up. Your and, girls washed her hair. Oh, in a big way, she washed her hair. Yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere. Your girl put on lipstick. It's so fun. Okay, there's Stop. A- you dressed <laughs> up. You dressed no. up. You dressed up today. Where are you going? Nowhere. Mm. I'm really, I'm working Lakers talk after. Okay. And then Where are you I'm going, going after Lakers talk? No, I'm going home. Really? The boo yeah. is not uh, taking the you anywhere tonight? The boo is busy because he has- He's a busy boo? He's uh, doing the publicity. I don't know. Stuff. You look like, you know, the your girl washed her hair is all I I'm mean, saying. You're I mean, I don't got to know go nowhere i just gotta look good okay all right all right okay very good yeah well that was an exciting day what a show yeah what a what a great time i'm telling you man to think about where the lakers were at two and ten to think about where they are who they're playing in what round how things have changed i mean this is a very very exciting time really cool can't wait like bart scott would say can't wait Feel me? Can't wait. Right. No, 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 no. Can't wait. See the difference? Okay. I guess you didn't see the difference. No, eh. he's not. He's not. not really. He's done with me. He's <laughs> yeah. done. He's so done he's with this show. The, the, with the people on the circle of trust are saying we did do the uh, baseball topic. We did or did no, not? No, no. I just looked. It was during crosstalk. Oh, that's what um. it was then. Hmm. There you go. Mm. We got to wrap because right, Slee go. is ready. Is Slee there live? I'm checking. Oh, he's here. He's here. He's Slee. Slee. Let's bring Slee up real quick. Slee. What's up, y'all? Seven games. This has got it all written oh, over geez. it right now. Oh, geez. Get ready. Get the Pepto-Bismol ready. Get the Imodium. Whatever you need, this is going to be a real battle. I- I'm with you on the seven. And by the way, there's such a curiosity because basically both of these teams haven't faced each other, right? Or at least haven't faced each other full strength. Right. It's kind of a, what the heck do you expect in game one? I, I think it's going to be great. Cap, you were just saying something about just kind of sit back and enjoy it. You couldn't have scripted it any better. I, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah. I like the like I, I like the Lakers' chances in game one because they've had a little bit more time off, you know? Uh, but on the other hand, you know, the game one, you've got LeBron and AD coming into your building and you lost game six in your building to Sacramento and had to go back to their place. So I mean, it's like an 80 minute drive. No, no, I got it, but I'm just saying that they I'm saying they lost on their home floor is what I'm getting at. It's not the travel, it's it's the being at home. The Kings going to see play the Ducks, you know what I mean? But what I'm but what I'm getting at is is you you lost on your home floor in what was an elimination game. Yeah, I hear you. So game one, if I'm the Warriors, I want I want to put a lot into this. I want to win this game. Yeah. Uh, Slee, what's on Lakers talk tonight? Uh Ramona's gonna join us, do a little reflection on how the Lakers got here. And then let's start freaking breaking this down. Lakers and the Warriors. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to tell you. I'll text you later, uh, or maybe I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, maybe I'll come on your show tomorrow and tell you my big concerns. The only, okay. The concerns I have. Do you want George on your show tomorrow? 100%. George, okay. you tell us what time, and we'll make it happen. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll text Emily, and we'll figure it out. Okay. And, but nice. only if she allows us to be able to talk basketball on our show. <laughs> not, that's not a, it's not a your show. Since thing. we've given up on food talk. Yeah. I don't even want to mention this Friday event that we have down at Solita because I mean, they just, serve you know, food. I mean, she's very territorial. Right. I'm very yeah, worried about that. Yeah. Go ahead and bring up food. You'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> you guys will be all right. All right. Lakers talk with Slee's up next. Have a great show, Slee. Great job, Cappy, Lindsay, and Laura. Slee's up next.